1: That's Martha and the Vandellas. Can you believe that song "Heat Wave" is from 1963, and it still holds up today? And it really is very appropriate because we've got one coming. They're already talking about the issue with kids in schools, and apparently, Downers Grove District 58, they only have two schools that have air conditioning. They said all but two of those schools have little or no air conditioning. That's crazy to me. Really? You know, Lisa,
0: I, I never remember having air conditioning when I went to school. Do you? No, uh, not at all. We opened the windows. I know. It, heck, we didn't even have an air conditioner at home. I remember we had one unit, and it was put in the family room, and you just laid in bed, and you stuck to
1: the <laughs> sheets, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, absolutely. You know, you know this voice. today? It's Tom Skilling from WGN-TV, and we've got a hot one on the way, don't we, Tom?
0: We do, Lisa. I'll tell you something. You know, I look at these weather maps. What happens when the atmosphere gets into one of these heat modes is the atmosphere expands. And so you get these big domes of hot air. Uh, You know, when we send up the weather balloons, we mark at what altitude certain pressure readings occur. And when you get into a heat wave, uh, the atmosphere expands. So these, uh, these heights go up. And we're seeing heights here that we haven't seen in years. So this is a very formidable heat wave. And in fact, I was just counting, there are 25 states. Uh, all or parts of which are under one form of heat advisory or another. I think between now and Saturday, we're going to see records set in 22 different states, oh. and that may include the Chicago area because we're getting up near or bumping up against records tomorrow and on Thursday. We're being saved today along Lake Michigan by a breeze that's coming in off the lake one more day. That goes away tomorrow. The winds will turn southwest, and we'll blow that heat right up to and out over the lake. So it'll be a great beach day tomorrow, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, now that the kids are back in school for the most part, but you know, I... I wouldn't be surprised if they they call off school tomorrow. I know they have in some of the suburbs. That's what I was saying about Downers Grove. They delayed the start of school from tomorrow to Friday, and with good reason, because as you've always pointed out, Tom, more people die from heat than any other weather-related disaster.
0: No question about it. You know, that'll surprise a lot of people because you presume that floods or hurricanes or tornadoes, uh, are, are the reason uh, people die. The fact is, more people die from extreme temperatures, extreme heat, than any other form of natural uh, uh, extreme weather events uh, here in the country. And we saw that in Spades uh, back in uh, 1995, July 1995. We lost over 700 of our fellow citizens. It remains to this day the most tragic and deadly natural disaster in chicago weather history and heat was involved the temperature that day went up to 106 at midway airport the dew point was 82 that is just off the charts that's right up at the upper level of how much moisture we get in the air and when you combine the two we had a heat index of 125 degrees Oh. So that was something. That also extended over three days. This one won't extend quite as far. And the moisture levels, while high and dangerous and uncomfortable and combined with some of these temperatures, will have the next couple of days if people are outside exerting themselves. It won't be quite as bad as it was in 95, but we're looking for 97 tomorrow, 99 tomorrow. 97 is the record. And we could touch 100 on Thursday, though there'll be a front, uh, one of these backdoor fronts that starts down the lakefront. Now, the current thinking is that won't arrive in the city till say, about 3 to 5 o'clock in the afternoon or evening. So we'll probably have punched up above uh, or up to or just above 100. And then see the temps crash late Thursday, and we'll be happy for the relief at that point. But uh, until then, uh, we've got Jeopardy's—we've uh, got records set back in 1947 in jeopardy uh, both tomorrow and during the day Thursday around here.
1: That's a long time. It's it's unusual this late in the summer to be hit with these high temps around here, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, this is uh, the latest we've had a temperature of this extreme in decades. Uh, the last time we hit 100 was 12 years ago, but that occurred back in July. Uh, so here we are, you know, well into August, and we're talking about the hottest temperature. It's interesting, the Lake Michigan water temperature reached the new seasonal high today on the shoreline. It's up to 74 degrees. We've been warmer than that in some years on the water, but um, there's a lag between the longest day and when we get our hottest temps. And this is late in the season to be getting temperatures like this, no question.
1: Tom Skilling is with us. Mary's got a check on the current temps and traffic. And we'll come back and continue our conversation on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. It's Tuesday. So Tom Skilling joins us. And really, we couldn't have chosen a better day to have Tom on because what we're going to get hit with tomorrow and Thursday is pretty extreme. And you were talking about the water temps in Lake Michigan hitting 74 degrees, which is going to feel fantastic if the temp is 100. But did you see all those stories, Tom, where on the East Coast, people eating oysters were getting sick, actually dying, and people with like a cut on their leg were in Waters off the East Coast where they, I think it's called vibrosis, and it's just because there's so much bacteria because the water is so warm. So I've got to ask you, if the water's like 74 in Lake Michigan, like local ponds and lakes, it's got to be much higher than that, right?
0: Oh, I I think you're absolutely right. Well, you know, our ocean temperatures have reached levels uh, globally on average that we've not seen. Um, you know, look at the temperatures off Key West of the water. They had readings up to 101 degrees. Uh, the, the the air off, the, the water off the maritime provinces of Canada has been uh, anywhere of, uh, around 15 degrees or more above normal. There's a marine heat wave, which is what they call these warm spells in the water, now affecting the Pacific Northwest. And Hillary, the hurricane that blew up and uh, had moved into California as a tropical storm just a couple days ago, producing record rains. That formed over an ocean that's running about five to nine degrees warmer than normal off Mexico. So there are consequences to all this. Um, You know, the Gulf of Mexico is warmer than it's ever been at this time of the year before. And the whole area of the Atlantic over which hurricanes form has water temperatures that are near record highs. So um, it's that fact that has overridden the fact that we've got an El Nino going, that normally thwarts hurricane development in the Atlantic. So lots of, th- lots of balls in the air here in terms of, uh, yeah. you know, unusual weather this year.
1: I got to ask you this question. I hate to interrupt you, but going back to that warm water, I hear they're talking about a cyclone hitting Texas. I've never heard of a cyclone approaching the U.S. What is the difference between a cyclone and a hurricane?
0: Oh, no. Uh, You know, any hurricane uh, or tropical storm is called a tropical cyclone. Now, you know, it's interesting. The storms that we call hurricanes in the Atlantic, the Gulf of Mexico, the Caribbean and the Eastern Pacific are called cyclones out in the Pacific Ocean south of the equator. They're also called cyclones in the Indian Ocean and also around Australia. When you get up by Japan or Southeast Asia, um, uh, the Philippines, for instance, they're called typhoons. They're all the same storm, Lisa, it's just Uh different names, and all of them fall under the general header of tropical cyclone. Uh, A cyclone in meteorology is any low-pressure area. So, uh, you know, the early pioneers crossing the Plain States who had come from regions of uh, the world where they had not seen tornadoes would see these tornadoes, and the only Term they knew for storms was cyclones, and so tornadoes were misidentified for many years and still are in some parts of the country as cyclones. When in fact, uh, you know, a cyclone it technically refers to any low pressure system that we see on the weather map.
1: Interesting. Okay, so Sunday when I was at the farm, what you know is far western Illinois. It was warm. It was probably above 95. But when you walked outside, your body started perspiring immediately because the feels like temperature had to be well over 100. Is that what we're facing Wednesday and Thursday?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, Lisa, you raise an interesting point. You know, uh, we've got crops near uh, the peak, Uh, of the season right now, and they transpire moisture through natural processes into the atmosphere. You know, an acre of corn is believed to put about 3,000 to 4,000 gallons of water per day into the atmosphere. So if you've ever walked by a cornfield, you know you feel that gush of heat almost coming up at you. That is in part because of the moisture that's being transpired by the plants and the vegetation into the atmosphere, and it's quite a considerable quantity. The, the highest humidities and dew points tend to occur in our agricultural regions uh, at this time of the year. Uh, we get higher dew points here than they do on the Gulf Coast uh, wow. in certain points of summer when crops are near their peak because of the moisture that's put out in the air.
1: That's what they call We're corn t- sweat then? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's okay. the term. You know about that. Oh, uh, you it know, was living miserable. on a farm. Oh, it was so yeah. miserable. I can't even tell you, because we're surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. When you said 3,000 per acre, I'm like, well, no wonder it was miserable on Sunday.
0: You know, and the one thing point to be made, that's not critical at all of our farmers. or That's just yeah. what plants do. Plants yeah. put moisture in there. you know? So, yeah.
1: uh, yeah. All right, so let's go over what we should do. You know, I think everybody knows the precautions they need to take. I just hope that they look out for animals, children, and older members of our community because sometimes, you know, they're just not equipped to make the right decision or to protect themselves from the heat. So when does it really start kicking in? Well,
0: this kicks in tomorrow. The heat warning, uh, the excessive heat warning goes into effect Uh, at 11 o'clock tomorrow and runs through nine o'clock in the evening. And then there's an excessive heat wash the following day. It's that period of maximum heating that uh, is most dangerous. By the way, Lisa, the city ever since 1995 has become very proactive in opening cooling centers and encouraging all of us to look in on the elderly, people who live by themselves and make sure that, uh, you know, they're cool. And if they're not, Uh, There are cooling centers where people can be taken, and we've had no comparable death toll since that 1995 disaster, partly because of the city's proactivity in uh, opening these cooling centers and warning us all and uh, advising us all to look in on the elderly and those who are vulnerable, which include in particular the elderly and the young, but Mm -hmm. also our pets you don't want pets in cars. You don't want pets or babies left in cars in this kind of stuff. What we expect to happen, Lisa, is the dew point's is going to rise into the 70s. So it's going to get very humid tonight, tomorrow, and into Thursday. We'll have a low tonight that will stay in the upper 70s here in the city, uh, go up to about 99 tomorrow at a time of the year when 82 is normal, that could be a new record. And the heat index at its peak in the afternoon could be up between 110 and 115. Uh, we may hit 100 the following day. That would tie the record for the day on Thursday. Uh, last time we had a 100-degree temperature officially in Chicago was back 12 years ago in 2012. And that day, the heat index peaked at 100. So to have 110 to 115... It's actually going to feel a little hotter than the last time that we had a 100-degree temp, the way it looks right now. So, But the good news is, um, a front hits the area, there's a break in the heat late in the day Thursday, could be pretty dramatic, and we've got much cooler and uh, less humid conditions coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So this is kind of a short-term heat wave.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Be safe, and we'll be watching you on TV tonight. Thank you, Lisa. You hey. too. Stay cool. What color is the tie tonight? Oh, I haven't decided yet. Do you have a favorite? (laughs) Go with yellow. You got yellow? I do. I do. I'll wear yellow tonight for you. Oh, fantastic. We'll be watching. Have a great night. All right, Lisa.
0: See ya. You take care.
1: <laughs> Tom Skilling, we'll see. You guys watch. See if he's wearing that yellow tie. I can only imagine he's probably got hundreds in his office. He's so lovely. That's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own WG.